Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 127 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Burchell. And I'm Chris Byrne. It's meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views. Although we do look into things that you ask us to look into. If you'd like to support the podcast and if you can afford to, you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash the camping crew. We normally kick off with a bit of news or online chatter. News is very quiet at the moment, but I saw some online, quite a lot of online chatter over the last week. I see many posts online where goers are saying Fantastic Fantastival. You are there. Was it Fantastic Fantastival? Yeah, two big milestones for, for us over the weekend anyway. Um, the first one is actually being at a, a, a camping kind of mini festival. Mm-hmm. And secondly, being actually at live music and, and just getting to, to kind of dance around to a bit, of, a bit of rock music as well was great. You know, there's some really great bands up there over the weekend. And, uh, you know, they had it up on the forest stage for anyone that's familiar with Fantastival. Uh, really good. Uh, the atmosphere was fantastic. They had... Um, a seating kind of bench seating set up all really well spaced out everyone kind of in their own little groups mm-hmm. and that you know so all outdoors which is great as well weather was fantastic i think we had one bit of rain over the weekend Aaron, but i suppose i remember commenting on many occasions over the weekend what a lovely atmosphere was there like mm-hmm. you know there was everyone was just in great form saying hello to each other just chatting away just glad to um, be out Oh, yeah, just the atmosphere was fantastic. People and were, were the kids at it, Chris? Was it like the festival? Was it a family thing or were there no kids at it? No kids at all. So the right. parking area when you went in there was where the main stage and the uh, merry-go-rounds usually Used are. To be, yes. And so were there food vendors? There was a Apache Pizza had one vendor and there was a coffee doctor. Right. There was okay. plenty of options and choice there, but they had people well warned. Definitely over 18s, no kids. I think the max was 300 people. Yes. Um, you could see that like in the number of vans. Great turnout actually from all the VWs. They yes. all looked fantastic there and did it the usual cook up, but uh, certainly fantastic. If anyone's into their Instagram and taking pictures, you'll see them all over it. Um, they look really, really well all decked out, you know. I even saw photographs of the camping crew on the Fantastival Instagram and Facebook page during the week. There's just you've no shame, have you? You just you <laughs> see a camera and you all smile. It was such a, a, a nice, small, intimate crowd that no matter where you were, you couldn't avoid being mm-hmm. caught on camera up there. You did, know, but did really I even cool. see a photograph of Scruffy, one of the camping crew dogs on Instagram? Yeah, I think they were going around taking a picture <laughs> of a number of the dogs as well. So, uh, yeah, Ollie got on camera there, a.k.a. Scruffy. So fantastic, fantastical, definitely, yes. Yeah, can't wait. Now, hopefully they'll uh, put on a, a more scaled up version of that uh, come June. That was um, my next question. Was there any chat about it? Was there any buzz about it? Well, just really among ourselves. Um, I, I know they're kind of expensive to run. Um, mm. The scale back was great, but I think they probably need to scale it up a little bit. And, yeah. You know, it's just not the same without the kids. You know, uh, as, as good and all it was, have, not having the kids, I think Fantasa was the type of festival that was yes. actually, I think the or kids the make it. Yes, yes. You know, yes. especially our kids, like, they, they love going there. It's so safe for them. So, you know, I, I really think uh, it needs to be very kid-friendly. The main right. Fantasa I'm talking about now. Well, well done to the organisers for doing the two-night festival that they did. And they had a name for it. What did they call it this year? Uh, Native Sounds. So it was just right. uh, local uh, Irish bands. So 
thumbs up from the camping crew, at least from your end of it anyway. And by the, the looks of things online, thumbs up. I did not see one negative post or comment on any of the posts about Fantastical this year. So well done and roll on. Please God, the summer of 2022 for a real back to normal as best as possible, as close as possible, fantastical. Oh, yeah. It was really well run, really well managed. Coming in and out, everything was was safe, and more more importantly, it was it was great fun as well. You know, right? Listeners' messages and shoutouts. Quite a busy show on correspondence this week, Chris. Yeah, uh, thanks to all the listeners. Now, uh, as you'll hear soon, they've given us a great load of um, content for this week's. And first, we'll kick off. Toby sent us a nice message, and um, he's picking up his new motorhome soon. He said, "Hi guys, we finally have a collection date for a motorhome. Six months after paying our deposit, we're loving your podcast, and you've taught me loads. Um, I've been through the back catalogue, and every episode has taught me something. Now the fun of planning trips can start in earnest." Please can have some stickers to advertise your great work. And that's Toby in England. Uh, happy camping, guys. So I've sent off some stickers to Toby. He should be receiving them today or tomorrow, hopefully. We got another message then from Tony and Sharon. And um, they sent another lovely message. Hi, Chris and Aaron. Discovered your podcast in April this year. And after a few weeks, we decided to give it a go. So we set aside a few, Euro, a few euros and decided to look for a cheap enough five or six bird motorhome. We ended up with a 21-year-old Elna Marlin 61 with less than 50k in the clock. We knew it required work as we got it for 10,000, but we took the risk and got the few issues fixed. Thanks to your podcast and the Charlie and Me YouTube channel, this year turned out to be one of the best summers ever with the family. Now, there's only one thing missing from the van, and that would be <laughs> some camping crew stickers and Charlie and me stickers. Regards, Tony and Sharon. So I've oh, sent those off. So thanks, guys. We love getting those type of mails. Just letting us know how the podcasts have kind of helped you guys and get up and running, get started as well. And that's what we try to have make the podcast yeah. a bit of fun with a bit of useful information. Not too serious, you know. And Tony and Sharon and Edie and Toby, if you want or if you get a chance when you put the stickers in our vehicles, send us an old photograph and we can put it up on Twitter. We don't need your reds or anything, just a photograph of where you stuck the stickers in your van. We love getting photographs from you guys with the stickers and we will definitely put it out on our media posts. So thank you for that. Uh, Jason sent us an email as well with two great questions, Chris, and I think we're going to have a, a bit of correspondence on these as well. Hi, Aaron and Chris. We stumbled across the Charlie and me vlog during lockdown and we have now become avid listeners to the podcast as well as viewers to your youtube channel really enjoying the contents keep up the hard work and it's both entertaining and very informative i've got a couple of questions i'd like to ask or suggest one i would be very interested to hear your thoughts personal opinions <laughs> on the future of diesel camper vans my wife was an avid caravaner in her youth and is trying to talk me into buying a camper van as I start as a starter, I have agreed to hire one next spring and get out for the season once it starts up. Obviously, buying a van is a serious investment, but I and I am sure others would be interested in your thoughts on the future of diesel camper vans. I think diesel is going to be around for quite a while, Chris. Very much so. Like, in, you know, there's not much other choice really out there unless you you hunt down something uh electric you know or convert something yourself most of them are diesel i know there's a rule in 2030 about uh, new vans being electric but you know i can't see other maybe a bit of extra tax on them which is probably quite we, a lot of extra tax on them. plenty of notice to, to yeah. take that into account you know 
He goes on to say, we would be most interested in a panel van conversion at present. And with the sight of so many electric Amazon vans on the road, it makes me a bit nervous about the future of diesel vans. I live in the north and Boris has said no more diesel sales from 2030. I know that in reality, that means diesel secondhand vehicles could still be sold and running for quite some time. But the government might stick a load more tax on a litre of diesel or charge a crazy annual vehicle road tax. I know you are not able to see the future, but I'd be interested in your thoughts. I was into classic minis for a while and it was using unleaded petrol. But the insurance was cheap. Now, this is down south. The tax was cheap because she was vintage or classic. I just had to buy an adjective to add into the petrol to make it unleaded. Look, there's people driving classic motorhomes now that are 25. In fact, just there ahead. Um, the Tony was saying theirs is 21 years old. So there are people out there driving Heimers and the likes that are 20 and 30 years old. They're not eco-friendly. They're burning oil. They're doing all that. So I think in 2030 when they're not going to be able to just turn off the diesel taps. That's just not possible. Yeah, I think like the fact that they're leisure vehicles that probably should be taxed and treated as leisure vehicles. Mm -hmm. You know, I suppose the only fair way to probably do it, if you're going to do it, is you know, the more mileage you do per year, yes. the more tax you probably well, should that way, pay. I suppose some will agree with that, some won't, diesel. you know. Yeah, tax the diesel. And then that way, you're, if you're using that little bit more diesel because you're doing that little bit more, more mileage. Yeah, I think anyway, what we really need is some, somebody to invent a way of making, you know, the diesel engines, the current diesel engines, you know, more economical, more environment friendly, put some sort of a, uh, a gadget or gizmo on the end of it that turns it into rose-smelling, yes, uh, earth-friendly yes, yes. gas or something, you know? I think they've been trying. I think somebody is trying to do that for the last while. He yeah, has second a second question, question. Aaron, that's for you, really. Yeah, he says, um, I know COVID rules have made things difficult recently, but have you any plans to head north of the border to try out a few campsites up here? I know you went to Fermanagh, but we'd be interested to hear what your thoughts are on various other sites that we have. On the great motorway system now, of course, you can be anywhere under five hours. We had lots of plans. In fact, the week COVID hit, myself and Deirdre had booked campsites like we had started in Fermanagh, as Jason had mentioned. But we were going to be up actually north of the county, um, north of the country for that whole week. But then obviously COVID hit. So, yes, Jason, I have full intentions of either myself and Charlie, um, whatever. We're definitely going to be heading off up north of the county again to see what's happening. But when COVID hit, we were planning a week up there. So I'm looking forward to hopefully next year heading up that way again and doing reviews of some of the campsites in Northern Ireland. Yeah, I think we're a bit further down south. So if I was going to do that, I'd like to make a week or two out yeah. of it and go yeah. up and do, you know, across the north. I'm always seeing posts on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter of all the really great sites and stopovers yeah. uh, all across the north and uh they look the most amazing uh, places. So definitely, uh, it's something just need to plan it out properly. But yes, Jason, keep listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for writing to us. And um, keep an eye on Charlie and me. And yes, when we head north, you will know about it. Lately on Charlie and me, we've actually been doing trilogies. We did the West Cork trilogy. We did a Kerry Killarney trilogy. So maybe, Jason, there's an Northern Ireland trilogy to be done. And uh, we just keep tuned in and we let you know when that's going to happen. Yeah, Jason had another request there um, just to let Jason know that um, that's all in hand. 
Right, <laughs> campsite and stopovers, which we were just talking about campsites. Liam K was on campsitereview.com. It's our sister station, our sister website. We have a forum that is free and always will be. Now, you know myself and Chris like Tree Grove Caravan and Camping Park in Kilkenny because we had the Charlie and me and camping crew meet up there. Was that that was last? That was this time last year, wasn't it? That was September last year. It was, yeah. And we had a great turnout. And again, thank you to everybody who turned out. But Liam Kay decided in his caravan, let's go to Tree Grove. And here's his review from campsartreview.com. I love this site. Just back from a weekend here, and it's now in my top five for sure. It's not the prettiest. It's not the most modern. It's not the levelest. But there's just something about Tree Grove Caravan and Camping Park in Kilkenny that hit the right note with me. 60 euro for two nights, two adults and electric hookup. Large gravel pitch with water and electric points readily available. Gorgeous horses in the pen behind us to watch us set up with great interest. Spotless facilities. The games room had been shut because COVID regulations are being adhered to. A lovely canal walk into the city centre. It's about four kilometres, so wear walking shoes. It's quicker to take the main road by almost a kilometre, but the canal walk is very scenic. Note, however, the street lighting on the walk is turned off at 10.30pm and it's deadly dark after that. The site is spread over three levels. There are a few glamping pods there. Dan is an excellent host and we enjoyed a laugh at check-in. Beware the cattle grid at the gate. Mrs. K dropped her mobile phone at the wrong time, but thankfully a camper who had skinnier arms than me rescued it that evening. At least we can laugh about it now. A great site and a bonus, it's open all year. It's a must if you're visiting the area and a definite 10 out of 10 from us. Mr. and Mrs. Liam K, Tree Grove in Kilkenny. You know, it's one of my favourites as well. We had our meet there last year. I was there the August bank holiday weekend, and that is a great review, and it's available to read and others like that, and some not so much like that. CampsiteReview.com, just click on the form. It's free and always will be. Yeah, and the different levels, I think, make it great. And mm-hmm. the fact that it's out in the countryside, but it's got such great access to Kilkenny uh, City as well, like, you know, so it's it's fantastic uh it's a fantastic city for shopping or for yeah dining or for going out it's for free great drinks. city kilkenny is great atmosphere so everything is kind of walking distance from there as well but you know you could go somewhere you could go to tree grove and never leave the campsite and have a great weekend yeah a few days as well you know yeah. yeah it is but thanks for the review and again campsitereview.com uh charlie and me this week step two stop two of the west cog trilogy that i just mentioned it's glen gareth caravan and camping park good video 9 a.m friday morning and remember if you watch it live at 9 a.m friday we're there to have a chat with you chris normally drops in and liam k the aforementioned from campsite review normally drops in and a couple of others so youtube.com forward slash charlie and me our camping vlog stop two of the west cog trilogy glen gareth caravan and camping park from 9 a.m yeah, we move to the products, tips and camping hacks section now. And this is actually a, a follow up. Uh, we, we spoke about um, overheating batteries and mm-hmm. potential um, safety hazard there as well. So um, we got a message back from one of the listeners and uh, I think some really good advice there as well. He says, hi, guys, in a recent podcast, you had an item about overheating batteries. He said, here's a link to explain the reason and what to do. He said, your contributor did nearly everything right and yes the battery can be so hot that the seals break down emitting the smell 
which is a good thing. Lifting it out should be done with great care. Better to wait until it cools as the handles are going to be soft from the heat and can give away, which will require you to put your hands underneath it and that can burn your wrists when you're trying to lift it. So give it about 24 hours to cool properly. Do not switch anything on or off if you have any kind of gas smell. That's in capital letters. So don't switch anything on or off if you smell any kind of a gas smell. Ventilate and walk away. Turn off the gas if you can from the outside and unplug the electric hookup from the supply, not from the camper end. And he said, this applies also to your house, camper, garden, shed, anything at all that, that the same rules would apply. Um, he said, good practice if you have an older camper with a separate mains charger. Uh, do not leave it permanently switched on when connected to electric hookup. The, the link he's given is um, home caravan services uk and they have a topic there called exploding underscore leisure underscore battery dot html but i'm sure if you go to home caravan services.com you'll find the article there the article is um alarmingly called leisure Bla- leisure battery exploded and they have uh, it all pictures what to do what causes it what you have to do you know ex- experience from other people and they've uh, backed up with photographs so look Great advice there as well. Um, and that's from Sprinter there at the Motorhome Crack Club as well. So look, thank you so much for that, Sprinter. Really great advice. And uh, uh, when we spoke about that last week, mm-hmm. we did shout out for for the experts to to, to come yeah, and touch. advise on it. Because it wasn't something I'd heard of before. Um, I'll certainly be looking out for uh, any funny smells now and checking my leisure battery. And another good reason to have your habitation check at the beginning of the season and maybe even at the end of the season before you park up. Now, it still could be missed, in fairness, because these things are random acts that just happen, but still a good reason to check everything. And as Printer said, do not switch anything on or off if you smell any kind of odour that's gas or fumey related. Ventilate, get out and play safe. Yeah, the explanation to give there is that the battery is appearing as dead to the charger which then pumps electricity in to try and revive it. But the battery can't take the charge because it's no longer working uh, as it should and then starts to get hot. And as it heats up, the acid in the battery gives off the gas and the pressure builds in the case. Right. So it sounds like quite serious, but I, I would say it's very, very rare situation. But no harm nonetheless to be aware, uh, be aware of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But thanks again, Sprinter, for getting in touch. We'll give you the contact details in just a couple of minutes. Uh, we have a section called Things to Do While Camping. And kind of this is my little bit of this, input. Yeah, this, and this, this is something I think you're an expert about, Aaron. So you might tell now, us. Now you're being sarcastic, this. Chris. It's just something I came across when doing a little bit of research of things to do while you're out and about camping. And I liked this one, but no, I have never done either. Go for a midnight swim or a nighttime walk. The only nighttime walk I've done is around a campsite waiting for Charlie to do his business. Have you ever gone for a midnight swim or a nighttime walk while camping? Nighttime walk, definitely, absolutely. Uh, forest walks or nighttime walks or nighttime hikes are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Midnight swims, definitely not. Uh, I like swimming when there's a bit of heat when you come out of the water. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, a definitely a fair weather sea swimmer. Uh, don't go swimming if you've got some drink taken, folks. Yeah, uh, yeah. That never ends well. No. No, it's just something I saw a couple of points and were saying, you know, if you're in the vicinity where it's safe to do so, a midnight swim. I don't think they mean for an hour or so, just a quick dip. But the nighttime walk. No, the walks I like the idea of if it's not the cliff walk in Ardmore, 
be it daytime or nighttime. I don't mind walking around a campsite or even walking along a beach at nighttime. I have to be honest. It would be a great adventure with a bunch yeah. of kids now and a bunch of families all. And, and a load together. of torches. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. that's all part. Of it. And give the kids a map and let the kids lead the walk and that, you know. When yeah. I saw it in the notes, actually, I was... Uh, I made a mental note to ask you where your go-to place for a midnight swim was, but uh, I think oh, you right. answered it. Right. No, no, the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. A, you know me now. I'm not a sea. For, since I've seen Jaws, me and the sea are a no-go. I'll go up to my knees and I'm looking frantically around me. I think I think when the sun goes down, and you're already in bed. Oh, yeah, you kidding. We've said it before. The kids had said to me, and it happened down in Chalk and Oracle during the holidays. One of the kids turned and said, Aaron, it's 20 to 10. And I went, oh, my God, good night. Gave everybody a hug and off I went like that's. Yeah. So midnight swim is out for me. Actually, nighttime walk is out for me. Anyway, guys, if you have anything, suggestions, what do you do when you're out camping that, that we could mention on the things to do while camping? Please get in touch and get in touch with your messages, your ideas, campsite suggestions or reviews or product reviews or products you'd like us to review or news items that you want us to chat about. This whole podcast today was thanks to your input and we really do appreciate it. If you want a sticker for your motorhome, your caravan, your car, you just want a sticker, give us your name, address and postcode and we'll pop them into post to you absolutely free of charge to get in touch you need our camping contact details and they are our webpage is thecampingcrew.ie on email our address is campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com on twitter we're at the camping crew on instagram you'll find us at the camping crew at the camping crew podcast on facebook you'll find us in all the good motorhome caravan and camping groups forum wise you'll find us at motorhomecrack.com boards.ie and campsitereview.com we have a forum there it's free and it always will be and then don't forget to check out our videos every friday morning youtube.com forward slash charlie and me our camping vlog that is it another episode 127 done and dusted we will do it again for the rest of the season what's left of it stay safe out there if you see us on site please do call over and say hi from me aaron virtual we'll talk again next week please god yeah me chris we hope you enjoy the podcast and if you are please subscribe share on social media and most importantly tell your camping friends all about us well that's it for another podcast from the camping crew thanks for listening and do join us again very soon safe camping Thank you.